we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for a beard well, Good morning, everybody. This is Behind the Beards. And on Behind the Beards, we pull the curtain back, take a look behind the scenes, and try to reveal the things you need to know about your ministers and ministry leaders. I'm Joshua Fowler, preaching minister in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And my brother from another mother, Aaron Partlow, the oh. youth minister supporting Hugs, Not Drugs. Nugs. In- Nugs, Not Drugs. Nugs, Not Drugs. Chicken Nuggets, my friend. Oh, Chicken Nuggets. That's right. Aaron, what's going on, man? How are you this morning? Uh, I know you've I'm been doing some sore. work on your house, huh? <laughs> I'm so sore. Like I like this. Ooh, I can't do that. Um, I have never been. It's like I was running a tough mutter underneath my house. So we've been having some <laughs> foundation, not problems, just inconveniences. Uh, and actually, you can see it like right here, even where it's um, separated the laminate a little bit. But. Um, uh, so anyway, we've just been crawling underneath our house, and I have not posted. I, I'm going to take a picture of the crawl space hole to get underneath there, and people will be amazed that a 296-2 gentleman can fit through that hole to get <laughs> underneath that house. The most important thing is after being exhausted that I can crawl out of that hole. And there have been a m- couple moments where I was a little worried that I was not going to be able to get out. Um, <laughs> nothing is more terrifying than being under your house on plastic with a beam like three inches from your back and you get a Charlie horse. And you're like, <laughs> and there's no way this to is stretch. My, <laughs> this is my life. And uh, this is where I'm going to die. <laughs> the end. I see the so, end that's coming. That's how I am. How are you? Man, we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Um, I didn't get that. Heather started school. I know my watch decided it was going. It thought I was talking to it. Um, Dylan's uh, Dylan's school year is underway. Um, had our first band meeting yesterday that Heather went to. We're taking he, a little trip. What does he to, do in band? He plays the trumpet. Trumpet. He's a trumpeteer. Um, you know, it's funny. Most kids go to band. They can't stand concerts, but they really enjoy the marching. He can't stand marching, but he loves concert band. Um, and so they were talking about taking a trip. They're going to St. Louis. And he was like, I'm not taking the band trip this year. And so we, we go to the band meeting and they're like, oh, we're not playing. We're just going. It's going to be a fun trip. And so he's like, oh, we're not playing. It's like, OK, yeah, I'll go. Like, we're not playing. We're just going. I'm in. Yeah, he's taking a fun educational trip to St. Louis. Going to see museum, the arch. Um, Get to do some things around there. so All the things that he's never seen in St. Louis before when he lived in Kansas City. Yeah. Well, as we were going through it, he was younger. You know, you think that's been – he was in has been elementary school. And so he's like, you remember when we went to St. Louis? He's like, yeah, not really. So we went to City Museum. He's like, mm, you sure? Like, yeah. So we were in the top of the arch. He's like, really? I've been there? It's like, oh, come on, dude. You weren't that young. But – uh. You know, the 17-year-old mind I do loses things unfortunately. pretty pretty quickly. So this um, morning, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, what what do you do when you learn something new? 
um, as a minister, <laughs> as in ministry, like we, I, I was going to say we pride ourselves, but I don't think that's the right word. Um, I think we are exposed to a lot of information all the time. And there's always like this idea of uh, changing philosophy, changing, um, I, I say philosophy like philosophy of ministry. Because I can say right now that my philosophy of ministry changes uh, quite often. I do things a lot different than I, I used to. Uh, it's always evolving. It's always changing in those aspects as well. But we also like spend a lot of time researching and learning. I mean, you read commentaries all the time. You go to conferences all the time. You're developing and, and we're learning new information all the time. So what do we do when we learn something new? Uh, especially what do we learn something or when we change our opinions uh, on a matter, right? Um, yeah. So those are all kind of things that we'll be talking about uh, this morning, putting a spin on that, just our personal opinions, our personal kind of thoughts uh, when it comes to that. Yeah, and a lot of things with learning something new, you have to ask the question, you know, just because I have learned something new, hmm. Is it necessary to pass along that information to other people, or is this yeah. just something that needs to be a personal place of growth for me? Uh, because not everything I learn, not everything I develop, not every place that I grow into is necessarily healthy for me to try to implant into other people on a broad scale. You know, yeah. maybe more for a one-on-one -on -one kind of conversation as it comes up, you know, with some individual struggles. So. Um, that's that's a that's a difficult balance to find as well. It is. Um, I think there's a lot of maturity and a lot of humility that comes with it uh, as well. Whenever we're growing and moving, maybe into that's those why areas. it's hard for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, <clears throat> not me, because I'm not, not the you, most yeah. mature person and the is. most humble, <laughs> and the most humble person that you will ever meet. Um, you know, uh, I think it's really important. First off, I just want to say this right off the bat. I think it's really important to be in that mindset. Of hey, I don't know everything. Um, you know, I don't know yeah, everything, sure. and and God's word is revealing itself all the time, and and times are changing, and sometimes our philosophy, our understanding, kind of sometimes change. Um, you know, there are truths, there are definite biblical truths that do not change, that do not, and all that kind of stuff. But um, you know, there's always more understanding. Um, and context and stuff like that to to learn more about and so when we put ourselves at the feet of the cross when we put ourselves at the feet of jesus and we say i am open to learning more and i'm not talking about just like hey i read an article and so now i am jumping on this this ship right. no it's there's there's some real prayer there's some real way if you're gonna get aaron partlow to change his thoughts on something i'm gonna read everyone's opinion on the matter i'm going to read god's word on it and i'm going to be meditating praying over it as well um and so um that's just i guess i just wanted to say that as like a blanket statement that i hope that your ministry leaders are in a place where they are wanting to grow and want to learn i i cringe really hard talking about like super cringe moments when <laughs> when people are just like no, I, I know everything in the Bible. I know everything. I know every answer there is. That's that's when the big red flag flies for Aaron. I'm like, ooh. No. I'm not willing to I'm not willing to say that. Yeah, it's um 
It's definitely... Does that make sense? Uh, it does make me. sense. Well, I think sometimes it's more of a attitude mm, yeah. than it is something someone will say. Right. Um, but I find, my, I find myself, when I'm in a posture of, okay, you have questions, come to me, I'll help you find the answers. You know, it's a dangerous place for me to be, both as a Christian and as, as a minister. Um, sometimes, most of the time, the better attitude is, you have a question, come see me, and together let's go explore for the answer. Yeah. Um, because I always want to be open for, for new revelation. Because yeah, most of our revelation about God is shaped by the experiences that we've been through. Mm-hmm. Um, I can read through the Proverbs. You know, in the Proverbs is a man giving advice to his son. Um, and I hear that differently as a son than I do as a father. Um, and I hear it differently as a father of toddlers than I do as a father of teenagers. Yeah. Um, and as life goes on, just the the way the, the word of God and the spirit of God um, connects is different because of the experience you have. And if Absolutely. we're not open to that new revelation, then I think there's some things that we miss out on. So. Come in with that attitude of, you have a question, come, let's sit down. I'm going to share with you my initial thoughts, but together we're going to explore and see what we find the word of God telling us about what, what it is that you have. And, yeah, for sure. Like my dad's comment yeah. there. Read, any, know, read yeah. any good books lately? Yeah, I've read a bunch, no. and some of them have uh, messed me up worse than others. Mm. Um, any tools um, you thought would be helpful? Um, you know, I remember going through... Um, college, and I went through college as, a, as an older person, I was, but I Very got about old. 10 years on you, um, which, you know, at, at our age, how old are you? I'm, uh, how old am I? I'm 33? Okay, I think. I'm 44. Ah, that's so more. That is more, that is more. But, you know, barely. 10, 10 or 11 years is is less now than it was you know, in yeah. 2009 when we were in school, I mean, I had kids, right. you were just thinking about getting married. I've been mm-hmm. working in the car business for 12 years. Um, mm. And so, you know, there's very different places in life, for very sure. different places in life. Crazy. So we're going through class. And I remember there's one plate, one, one of the classes where everyone had to write their own curriculum, one 12 week curriculum. And there was like right. 12 of us in class. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to have so much good material here. And what I found out was um, it was not helpful to me at all. Not only was the rest of the classes stuff not helpful, my own stuff was not helpful by the time I finished two years of schooling. And really, really, the amount of growth that I had in that that two, two and a half years of finishing my school was crazy. Yeah, I Um, remember uh, remember in the same position, I was taking a Dudley Chansey class. And uh, so he had everyone in the class write a a um, object lesson devotional that you could do like on a Sunday night or a Wednesday night with your teen group. So a 30-minute object lesson, um, and then everyone turned it in, and then he made everyone put it in a Google Drive folder and then shared the folder with everyone. Uh, and he said, now you, have, now you have 30 devotionals, object lesson devotionals. If you go into youth ministry and you find yourself in a hot place, you can open this up. Pull one out and it and it'll be good. Every time, have you ever seen those those TikToks or those videos where it's like, "Hey, thanks for checking in. Um, still a piece of garbage." 
every time I click on that folder, I feel like it should answer that because uh, I still like click on that folder sometimes. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's in here. I wonder if I can get anything. I'm like, ew, these are all like, these are all garbage. Like, these are all like, what were they even thinking? How does that even like tie in? <laughs> now, I will say, I do look through them uh, not to see their spiritual connection or insight that they're trying to have but sometimes there's like a fun game that i'm like oh that's a cool game um and that will fit this topic better than whatever they put here this is crazy uh, which is where i did learn about the game bite the bag and uh, as soon as <laughs> covid dies down uh we will be playing some bite the bag at pine tree and i'm excited for it um but now we're in an environment where it's hard to like find paper bags like that. So I don't know. We'll see. No, that's true. Well, I have a like, like I have a Bible that I used when I was in Bible classes at Oklahoma Christian. Right. And I I took some notes. That'd have been really smart. That's a that would have been a great idea. One of those journaling Bibles, just for college Bible classes. Yeah. Too bad journaling Bibles weren't really a thing back then because we weren't that cool yet. We were not that cool. But I just wrote in them the things that I found super important and super powerful yeah. as we went through some of those classes. And I've gone back and looked through, and I thought, man, I was not thinking deeply enough. Right. Like, this yeah. struck me hard enough to put it in the notes. And I'm, and I'm glad it did. And I'm also glad it's there because it, it gives me a reference uh, for, you know, the growth that has been present, you know, in my own life and in my own walk. Right, yeah. Um, but I've gone back to try to use some of those things, and it's like, mm, I cannot in good conscience preach this again. Um, I also used to keep my old preaching notes in my Bible, so I would write oh. the notes in the, oh, in the yeah. columns of the text, uh, and it kind of helped me know what I had preached through as I was going through you know, the Teal Ridge and Oak Crest and those places. Um, it's like, oh, man, <laughs> I actually said that? Like... <laughs> And I thought I was on to something there that day. Um, but yeah, less less helpful um, than I expected it to be. I never uh, realized how much lying is a part of our church culture until I went back and looked at some of my sermons. <laughs> and all of those beautiful old ladies told me how good of a job I did. And I've seen those sermon notes. And I know they weren't good. Like, no. Um, yeah, so a lady came, uh, this was pre-COVID when she was here back through one time. And so at, by that time, I had been here for a little over four years. Uh, so it was probably January or March. It was right before all this stuff blew up. And uh, she doesn't come through often, but she used to go to church here. So anytime she comes through Baton Rouge, she would stop in at Goodwood. And she stopped me after church one day and she said, Josh, I just want you to know, I was here right after they hired you. Um, and I haven't really been traveling much, but we came back through this week and stopped in. And I just want you to know that you have improved. I was like, <laughs> thanks. I was like, well, thank you. No, I, I really do thank you. Like, like at first, I'm like, is is, and it was a compliment. And you know, she said, I'm not saying you were bad. I'm just saying that you've really improved. Like there is something about practice and and doing things that that should make us grow. Right. And so, you know, I, I say that about those tools. The tools are helpful, 
right? I mean, we learn how to write a curriculum. We learn how to put some things together. And I will always use um, the tools that we learned, you know, but the material, you know, if we're just going back rehashing old material, we're not doing ourselves any favors. We're also not doing our people any favors by just retreading old lessons. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've tried to go back and use some of my old, old, uh, material and what I can use is I can use um, the subject matter because the subject matter the scripture doesn't ever change. Right, that's all. And there solid. might there might be a point or two along the way that I could kind of take and build on as as kind of a framework. Um, but I've I've almost stopped keeping my old material mm-hmm. because I kind of want to be forced to approach every topic with a new perspective you know i almost go back and i almost just keep like a very skeleton outline of what it was um so that i have to go back and like do the work uh, of the sermon and really work through it but um you know i will have kind of like what i do for soul quest whereas i i do the work i do the research and then i give myself a skeleton um kind of an outline for that class because I don't want it to be so scripted that I say the exact same thing for every class. I want the spirit to be able to move me and kind of, and I know that I have certain points that I want to get to. And Mm -hmm. if, if, and how I get there, uh, is kind of dependent on, on the day and on that class and the feel of that room. And so I, I'm the same way. I, I stopped keeping well mainly because like we have a point here like have you ever gone back and tried to use old material and i think (coughs) i got to the point where i had to stop going back and looking because it was more painful uh (laughs) to look at it um like there are some sermon series there are some sermon series that i preached in washington while i was their youth and family minister at the church up there i totally forgot the name of the church up there and i'm still forgetting it and it's kind of freaking me out um but anyway of the church up there where i preached like a series for like three or four weeks you know and uh i've looked back at that and i went man that's terrible why did they keep me (laughs) yeah why well they didn't uh (laughs) it's a little well too soon too soon josh but anyway so um i think i think that was like that's that that idea of of growing through it and and especially like learning. I mean, that was like you said, like man, that was like eight years ago, uh, longer than that for me. Um, that we were up in up in Washington, Washington. Um, so where do you where do you go to learn new things and and get that new inspiration? Like what? Where do you seek that? Do you seek it out, or is it just mainly through peers, or is it through? Um, lectures or books or, or what? Well, it is not through Facebook. I do not get what? my growth from Facebook or All information or news. There's a lot of good things that occur on social media, but uh, um, if that's your source of information and your source of inspiration, then you know we need to go somewhere else. I had this conversation with one of my uh, students, but that that um, um, that lot of good things from social media that list is shrinking um it, it, it is shrinking fast it is um, it is getting a lot smaller but behind the beards is on facebook so i can't completely trash everything that's there there is still some good out there you just have to dig a little harder to find it right um 
I um I don't I don't read like I should. Um, I've never read well, and so this is mm. kind of a hard thing for me. Um, reading comprehension was even as a high schooler my my lowest place of success academically, and so reading has always been an issue. Audible has been a godsend for me because I can still consume. Um, books, but I consume it audibly. Um, um, ebooks are easier for me to read. I don't know why, uh, but I, I just stick with them better. I retain things better that way. Um, hmm. And so, but but coming through that kind of material has been been really good. And finding something that is not something I would normally pick up and say, yeah, this interests me. Uh, but looking for something that will challenge me. Mm-hmm. Um, challenge me to think not necessarily differently, but um, I'm looking for things that are going to ask me to think deeper. Mm-hmm. And sometimes thinking deeper moves me into a different conclusion about some things that I've that I've kind of held on to for a while. Um, but not just being content with where I am, because that's, I think it was a, a sermon by uh, Francis Chan. It was. It was called Lukewarm and Loving It. Um, and I remember him looking at this audience of his church in Simi Valley, California, and saying, you know, some of you are going to walk out of here today and you're going to forget the sermon because you're thinking about lunch. He goes, I'm not really worried about you. Some of you have other things on your mind and you're going to walk out of here and you're not going to remember anything I said um, because you have other things on your mind. I'm not really worried about that. Yeah. He said, some of you have a level of God in your life right now and you are okay with it. And you don't want any more because mm. you're okay with the level of God. It's in your life right now. Um, and he said, and that terrifies me mm. because that is the definition of being lukewarm as a Christian, mm-hmm. because we pursue more money. We pursue more prestige. We pursue more advances in our careers. And if we look at the level of God that's in our life and say, no, God, I'm pretty good with you. You can just stay right there. So I have room to pursue these other things. There's such Uh, a fear of staring in the mirror and analyzing and looking at ourselves. Oh, it's, it's, you're right. It's terrifying. You know, there's such a fear. It's, it's, it's kind of like that number one, like, you know, there's a couple Christian practices that we don't do uh, regularly as Christians. Um, You know, one of them is fast. Like, um, actual fasting is not a part of the normal Christian, uh, you know, uh, lifestyle. We've even, we've even come up with other ways of doing it. It's like, um, I'm not going to fast. Let's do a technology fast. Right, yeah. Let's do yeah. A, uh... <laughs> I'm fasting from social media. Great. That's like, like you're fasting from something toxic. Like, good for you. Like, yeah, you should. I'm, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah it's it is it's very interesting, um, and then also you know the other one is is we have a hard time with silence, uh, and meditation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, and I don't come here, and I'm not pointing the finger. I'm not saying, hey, you're not doing this. I'm saying like, like we struggle with this. I struggle Absolutely. with this. You know, uh, I have a hard time with that. Um, I, and I don't do it. I know that I do benefit from it when I do it and that it is amazing. But at the same time, like that, I don't, I just, it's not an active part of my life and it needs to be. Um, and so, yeah, that whole idea 
of yeah that that so that just res- resonated with me the concept of like are you okay with the amount of knowledge with the amount of god that you have in your life um you know and it's kind of like has god become a stagnant pond in your life or are you allowing god to be a flowing stream a river that is bringing rejuvenation that is bringing life into you uh, and things like that i would say for me for me where i get my inspiration wherever i want to learn stuff um and here's the thing is there's probably stuff that like i really want to read and i really want to get to but if somebody hands me a book if somebody gives me a um you know a book an article or or this like physically or sends it to me it's like it cuts the line of everything else and it just slides right in and i'm like okay yeah i'll read this and i'll do it um so josh is really good at this um he gets me material (laughs) as he finishes it not as i finish the other material that he's already given me but um so colleagues or friends um we just we just read a book as a church um and called d squared and it was an extremely great book it's talking about fast food christianity man i read that in like a week i just kind of sat down and i kind of read through it because we were preaching on it and teaching on it uh through our church and th- stuff like that so i i read that i was like check that off the list um you know we just i just got done our, our i'm almost done i'm a couple chapters shy sorry dad uh with the unseen realm um extremely interesting stuff that i've been kind of working through and learning about that um uh anytime randy harris puts out anything i try to read it uh, instantly uh i love i love him and his works and i think he's uh, super super powerful i also have so much respect for a man who can get to the part of his career and he says i think i'm done i think i've said everything that god wants me to say so until he tells me anything else to say, I'm just done. I'm just like. It's a scary place to get to as a communicator. <laughs> that's that's a, that's that's interesting. You know, it doesn't mean that he won't go talk about the stuff that he you know has already talked about. But anyway, I just think that's yeah. It's just very no. interesting. But it takes a level of maturity to get to a place where you realize that because so much of our identity and value is dependent upon, do you have something new for me today? Right. And so to get to a place that just says, you know, I think, I think God's saying something to me by, by a lack of that, that maybe there is a time of silence that's needed. Um, because, you know, the question I asked here in our, as we were talking about this was, you know, what's wrong with the status quo? Mm. Um, you know, that, is it okay to stay the same? And it is okay if we end up in the same place, but it's never okay if we're just content to be there, mm. right? Sometimes I will go in a pursuit of of new knowledge and new revelation and new experiences, and I will find that in the end of the day, I will have the exact same conclusions that I started with, and that's okay. It's okay for me to challenge those things and come back to the same place and say, no, this is right and this is good. I mean, in fact, we probably do that more often than we don't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Because that exploration is as much a confirmation of who we are and where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that I'm unsatisfied or it's not that I think we have something wrong. 
um, it said, I'm not leaving room for the Spirit of God to work on my own growth and my own ability to continue, for him to continue to manifest himself in my life. Yeah. And so, um, you know, is there anything wrong with the status quo? There's nothing wrong with the status quo. There is something wrong with me just being content to sit in that and refusing to, to be stretched and to grow. So, um, yeah. Not about agendas. It's not about, you know, trying to make myself like somebody else. It's not trying to mold and shape our churches or our people into something that we want them to be. It's about opening ourselves up and asking God if he has something new for us to recognize, to realize, or to experience about his character. Um, and that comes from me through, like I said, through books, podcasts, other people, just like what you said. Um, I pass things on to you as I'm getting into them, not as I'm finishing them. Right, because yeah. when I when, when I get into them and something slaps me upside the head, I'm like, hey, I need you to read this and tell me, um, you know, is this hitting you the same way it's hitting me? Because I'm really challenged by this, and I'm only like two chapters in. Right, yeah. Um, and we've definitely and read stuff or or gone through stuff together, and at the end of the day, went like, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, nah, not there. Not I there. appreciate the theory of this, but uh, this is uh, this is not it. Um, yeah, no joke. Um. um you have any uh, funny stories about um, things that you have? I think uh, I think sometimes as a as somebody who is striving and tr and trying to learn, like I've gone to um, this isn't really funny, but I've gone to many. Um, oh, I have like no words this morning. I've gone to many conferences, hoping to find information or better yet, find answers. And I've sat in a room and been very frustrated because somebody has got up and told me everything that's going wrong that I already know. Mm -hmm. um, you know what I'm saying? Like I sat there in at like uh, at a youth conference and a teacher or somebody who's supposed to be teaching on this and they they just tell me like the statistics or everything that's wrong. And I'm like, yo. I know the statistics. I live in the statistics. Like I know what's going wrong because that's what's at home. What I need to know is how do I fix it? How do I go around it? How do I learn? How do I move through it? Um, and so I think we can find ourselves in a place where we can get really frustrated that the information is not out there um, to kind of like to scratch that itch. And sometimes like the information is just is not there. Like we just we don't know. Um, I think a lot of times we'll find ourselves that way in our faith as well. Um, that like, that is a big part of our faith is that there's not going to be like this lockdown 100%. Like there is faith involved. There is believing involved, um, and things like that. Yeah, I have, um, you know, I did ask if you had a funny story. I don't know why, I guess, cause usually most of our stories end up being funny. But yeah, I mean, I have um, plenty of funny stories, just none that really kind of apply to this, um, except have, for the uh, fact of, except for the fact that before we started this podcast, we were talking about like this idea of, uh, you know, cause I was just thinking like, usually when you have like 10, 11, 15, something years of experience, like you start to become like an expert. And uh, I was watching a TikTok this morning and the guy's like, well, I've got like 11 years of experience. Uh, so I'm kind of an expert in the field. And I'm like, um, I've been doing youth ministry for like 11 years. I don't feel like I'm an expert. I definitely don't know what to do, but I definitely, 
Uh, I definitely know what not to what do. What not to do, right. Um, you know, I, I know what doesn't work really well. And so I can, I can tell you, and maybe that's like how it is sometimes plowing through the, the future as a, uh, as a Christian leader is, you know, what not to do. Um, and so you're just continually narrowing that down. Um, Joan Sam so, is in, in the bedroom. Um, I have noticed, um, Early on in my teaching and in my preaching, um, as you said, you go and you sit in those classes. I was really focused on what we're doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, as a, as a people, as a body, as Christians, as people in the world, as, as everything, you know, it is about pointing out, you know, flaws, mm-hmm. flaws, and not in a not in an attempt to ask or anything, but just an attempt to call attention to the things that we're doing improperly. Yeah. So. I have tried to focus more on the solution that when you come in and say, all right, I don't have to point out what we're doing wrong. Everybody knows what we're doing wrong. They're living the same life. They're experiencing the same things. But what if uh, we were more focused on how we can be a part of the solution instead of a part of the problem? Right. And we start creating this same teaching, the same challenge um, in a positive light instead of focusing on the negative, how is that going to change our people and our response right. to the message? And, and that's been a big point of my growth um, personally. Um, I did, uh, you know, there's some, I got into, I, I sent you the book, The Unseen Realm, right? And I found that book when I was doing a study for a sermon on the Nephilim. And I previously thought I had a pretty good grasp on the Nephilim. But in my research for this sermon, I found a whole, I unearthed a whole series of things that I had never encountered before. A a whole mindset that I had never really encountered before. And I've been, look, I've been a Christian for a long time. I've been around churches and, and church books and studies for a long time. And, you know, some of this I had heard whisperings of some of these things but they were always fringe and we just didn't talk about those things right and so i never investigated them and so i went ahead and i I took some information that would be helpful i used it and i preached a sermon on nephilim and it went really well and it created some good conversation with our people and over the the subsequent weeks as i've read and studied even more and more about this worldview um i've realized ooh, there's some I didn't, I didn't teach anything wrong. You know, I didn't borderline on false teaching by any means. But there is some things that I really kind of missed a boat on. And I missed an opportunity to really kind of capture some truths that would have been really helpful. And so now you have the challenge of, okay, so I've learned something new. And then if I'm going to teach or preach on that again, do I say, hey, <laughs> I... Uh, um, I kind of got this wrong or do we just kind of say something new and see if it kind of flies or do we address it? Um, and I've, I've usually just taken the path of saying, you know, this is a little different than what we came down on previously. Um, and I'm not going to promise you that tomorrow I'm not going to think differently as I read something else because this is still a point of growth for me. And I think being honest with your people about that is, is really important because as they see us growing as leaders, um, then um, we will uh, 
we will continue to grow in, in that area, and you encourage other people to grow. Well, I also think uh, it kind of falls into that. Um, it's always interesting to me that uh, there's always things that I'm willing to talk about and wanting to cover, like in a sermon. And there's definitely other things that we only cover, uh, like in Bible class uh, and stuff like that. And uh, right, and so always there's a right place. Yeah. There's always a right place and always an understanding when it comes to that. And I think being able to, you know, behind the beards is the whole point is to reveal kind of like your ministers and your ministry leaders and kind of our thought processes and stuff like that. And I think the more that we reveal and the more that we are honest uh, with our churches uh, and with people around us, the more maybe they can be honest with us uh, as well. And what I mean by that is, like, there are definitely a lot of scenarios where preachers and teachers and other stuff don't get treated fairly, you know? Um, you know, we are human just like you. Um, you know, we are striving and trying yeah. just like you. Uh, and we are growing, hopefully, just like you. And if you're not growing, we, you know... That's a problem that we need to address, and um, there's a lot of, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can get all preachy and, and talk about, you know, what God says about not growing and not bearing fruit and all that kind of stuff, but we don't need to get there. What we do need to remind you is that to not grow weary in doing good, and and ain't that the truth? Like, that's what we're all trying to do. That's what we are trying to do is we're just trying to do good. Do good in Jesus' name. Do good in Christ's name um, to spread that goodness around like we just need to be in that better place of doing good uh the little one i think has opened the door um so this world it's a ghost this world is messy and life is messy so allow christ to use you to do something good something good in his name remember galatians 6 9 do not grow weary in doing good i'm aaron and this is josh and we will see you next week on behind the beards and that's sam and that's sam Till we're all growing a beard A man's face should never be bare We just want some facial hair We're anticipating, yeah, everyone's waiting for beard